Welcome to Woman by Design podcast with me, your host, Dr. Renee Allison, lifestyle editor, Woman by Design, a rich podcast by Rich Woman Magazine. Every episode aims to showcase, empower, and celebrate women around the world that dares to reimagine themselves, to value their voice, to walk in their worth, to be seen, to be heard, to be their authentic selves. We celebrate women that are living compassionate and creative lives currently contributing across the globe, across industry lines. Join us. Every episode will encourage, will enrich, and will empower you. You are a woman by design. Welcome to Woman by Design. This is a rich podcast by Rich Woman Magazine with me, your host, Dr. Renee Allison, lifestyle editor and founder of Woman by Design. Today, our incredible guest is T.C. Cooper, Tasha T.C. Cooper Esquire. And Tasha is an intellectual property and privacy law founder of the Faith Focus Flow Institute for Leaders. She's the president of Upward Action Media, and the visionary of wearyourfaith.me. TC leads her company in creating and licensing content to help values that, I'm sorry, increasing content to help value-centric organizations maximize the power of social media and digital technology to increase impact, expand influence and diversity income through digital channels. She is the author of several books, book publications, and she is the creator of Lawyers Launchpad and Mogul Moxie. Please welcome with me, if you would, E.C. Cooper. And I'm going to just ask you to have the mic and just tell us about yourself. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for that warm introduction as always interesting and interesting experience to hear someone um, talk about your bio but thank you for that thank you for the opportunity to share I am incredibly excited about our conversation and so you share the highlights and what I'll just (laughs) emphasize is one of the things that I am committed to is helping entrepreneurs and executives and leaders of movements founders really create profitable values-centered, faith-based organizations in all industries. And we do it through systems that allow us, meaning my company and our clients, to do business in a way that is decent and orderly. Systems allow that to happen. And we do it through creating content that converts people into clients and converts in a way that emphasizes and shares our, our core values and, and adds a positive, a net positive impact to the world without causing harm. So I'm super excited that we help people do that, live out their calling, live out their work, do things in a way that's decent and in order, in a way that lives out their values through systems and through content. So that's like that kind of I would say is an explanation point to the things that you shared. And we do that through all of the businesses, through Faith Focus Flow Institute, 
where we provide faith-based business training. We do it through the Wear Your Faith brand, where we have inspirational clothing and mugs and accessories. And we do it at Upward Action, where we provide social media training, primarily to lawyers and other um, service-based professionals. Absolutely amazing. Now, what made you decide to get involved in this purpose? How did this come up? So Faith Focus Flow is really an evolution of everything that I've done. I've practiced law now for more than two decades. I can't believe that. I feel like I'm just two decades old, but that's not the case. I've been a lawyer for that long. And what I've learned, and so I started my, my legal career out at a large law firm working on really large nine-figure, eight, nine-figure private equity deals. And through that work, through my work in government, and through my work as a leader in a publicly traded company, I was able to see certain principles lived out, operated out, or, or I guess constructed into business that led businesses to be profitable, led them to be ripe for acquisition or for my, or for the company I worked at, led us profitable and have clients who actually loved our products. I saw basic ways of doing business, right? That you could draw a line and see them present in multiple industries from multiple types of businesses. And I grew up in the church. So I've always grown up with Bible principles and Bible practices and being rooted in faith and rooted in, in the discipline that comes from faith. And I could draw a line between what I saw in business and what I grew up knowing as biblical principles for how to live and operate and conduct ourselves generally. So I was able to always make that connection in my work. And Faith Focus, so Upward Action came to being because I used to do a lot of free legal work, pro bono work as an attorney. And that turned into doing marketing work when social media, I like to say, became Vogue. Um, and so I, I made a business out of it. We, we realized that that could be a business. And so I started doing it for profit through Upward Action. And then as I started talking more about what made Upward Action successful, I found myself talking about biblical principles. And those are the principles that I got to see and work in corporate America and in government and in private law practice. And so me sharing about those biblical principles that I knew were um, effective for very large companies and also for my own small businesses, Faith Focus Flow was born out of that sharing. Started with a book, turned into a movement, and now is an institute. Absolutely amazing. As you're saying that your company started as a biblical principle, uh, one of the thoughts that came to my mind as I was uh, preparing is the design of a woman. This is woman by design. So we're, we're emphasizing the purpose or the design for women, what we were mm -hmm. originally designed for. And part of that is to be a helper, that word helper or that we were made. And the word made in the original is to build, to be a mm -hmm. builder. Yeah. How does being a woman builder or being designed as a builder play in relation to your company, being a mogul, being all the things that you do, how can you see that? Or do you see that as being that of a builder? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Dr. Renee. Like as, so what we are building or what we, what we are building and what we're helping our clients to build at Faith Focus Flow 
are kingdom class businesses. We are builders and influencers. And so by helping people and companies build kingdom class businesses, we influence the marketplace. We influence the marketplace in a way that can transform the world business by business, client by client, vendor, employee, staff, person by person, marketplace by marketplace. So as builders, we are in, in, and so as builders, we get to mod, we get to teach and we get to model a certain discipline in creating strong foundations because you build strong foundations upon which the structures will last. And because we know that biblical principles are the only way to really build a strong foundation, regardless of whether people know that they're building on biblical principles or not. Sometimes people don't know that what they're doing is building on a biblical principle. We know that. We teach it. We model it. And we let Holy Spirit come in and do the conversion, right? We are called to live and to teach and to model a certain way that's decent and orderly, that's fair, that's, you know, that has grace, that's just and humble. If you go to Makai 6, 8, we are called to build structures on those foundations and teach it. And that's how we transform the world, literally transform the world and influence others to do it by watching us. Wow, that's so awesome. That is so powerful. You know, with societal norms and some of the things that we've dealt with and we deal with as women, sometimes it is more challenging for us to build or to walk in our intended or designed purpose. How, how do you see women being able to, be, to function according to purpose and function in what some think is a male-dominated society or that men are supposed to function in certain roles and women are supposed to function in certain roles? How does that play in your organization and your dream? I love thinking that question through. I've, I've spent my professional career in, in male-dominated industries and, and in roles where few people look like me. Sometimes gender, sometimes ethnicity, like it, it depends. And so what I say for women, for us, women are, in most cases, right, we are born nurturers. We are born influencers. How we operate around, how we operate and move in the world has impact. And so what I would say to that is that it's really important that we stay in the essence of who we are, focus on the work, the good works that the Lord has given us to do, knowing that as women, wherever we find ourselves is where we are supposed to be. And when we focus on doing the work, and being a representative of Christ and a positive representative of ourselves and doing the work, we influence the environment. We can shift the atmosphere in whatever room we enter when we stay focused on the essence of who we are and the work that we know we've been called to do. It keeps us from mirroring what other people are doing that we think is required to be successful. It keeps us from competing with people in an unhealthy way. If we stay focused on being 
in the essence of who we were created to be, showing up in a way that represents how God says we are to show up in the world. And you'll hear me do this a lot. It's my father's favorite Bible verses, Micah 6, 8, and it talks about justice, mercy. And I like to say mercy is grace in, in a professional setting and humbleness. And I like to say humbleness is just a sense of fairness um, and a sense of um, a sense of, of being balanced, regardless of what position we find ourselves in. When we operate in accordance with those purpose, with those foundational instructions, we shift the atmosphere that surrounds us. That is so good. That is so good. But many women don't realize the grace and the power and the, the authority that they are designed to walk in. How, how do you reach out to women or do you reach out to women to help them to realize and understand that they are designed on purpose, that they are not an afterthought or not to be marginalized, even if that was what they came out of, that's not who they're called to be. How do you or do reach out to them in that regard to build, to build them up? So I'll tell you, that's that's a, a great question. So in our core business for Faith Focus Flow Institute, we really are focused on Christ-centered um, business owners, faith-based business owners in all industries, especially those that are not religious and helping them live, helping our clients live and build businesses according to biblical practices. So I would say our institute is not focused on women in particular. It's focused on equipping people of faith with the tools and the confidence and the courage and the boldest needed to be successful and influencers and, and change makers in the marketplace. We also have a brand though, and it's called Mogul Moxie. Mogul Moxie is all about showcasing women in all industries who are, we call them Mogul Moxies, who have certain moxie about themselves that allow them that moxie, that moxie allows them to do things that are influential and influence others along the way. So through our faith-focused flow brand, we're focused on showcasing women and uplifting the voices or amplifying, really amplifying the voices of women so that others might be inspired by seeing what's possible um, as they look at what other women are doing. And one of the things where there are a couple of questions in our interviews, we feature a, a woman every month. And in the interviews, we ask them about confidence and at what point did they did they come into their own? And it is my hope that those stories are inspiring to women in particular. And it is my goal and my hope that our work at Faith Focus Flow is empowering and inspiring and instructive to people of faith who find themselves working in agnostic environments and industries. Wow, that is so awesome. Dr. Marina, who started Rich Woman Magazine and this amazing room, one of the one of our slogans is, one of her slogans is, it's mine now, is to be seen, to be heard, and to be your authentic self. And yes. so as you were saying how when women know who they are, they don't have to compete or but they are complete in, in who God has made them. And that they can carry when they carry their grace, they can change the trajectory or change the room. 
And so I so concur and so agree with that. And even as you were talking about mobile moxie, I would definitely say Dr. Marina is that. And so because her dream is that people share their story because sharing yes. the story changes our story. And uh, as we share our story, we can be light for some that are in darkness or some that don't know, don't have the revelation yet of who they are and who they're designed to be. So I would definitely okay. say she is a mogul moxie. Tell me a little bit about how your life has changed since you started this journey. I know you have several streams, several platforms, but man, it, the balance with all that you're doing and your family, how did this get started and how do you stay balanced? A, a great question. Again, one of the key ways that I stay balanced is to have a great team. So I do not run the Institute or um, the work that we do at Upward Action by myself. And I think that's one of the things that, that people do, women in particular, that we can try to take it all on and do all of it ourselves. And we burn ourselves out I and mean, we're overworked and we're stressed and overwhelmed. I mean, even when we reach what I don't know what the world or society says is a level of success. There's little fulfillment in that success. And so I believe the Bible when it says that the Lord um, wants us to rest because God rested right on the seventh day. And there are plenty of scriptures in the Psalms and otherwise in Proverbs that talk about the benefit can be to you or your family, then it's easier to stay focused and to be bold and be courageous and do and disciplined in doing the work that it takes to be successful. So balance to me again is about team and team is built on systems and standard operating procedures and the personal growth journey is one of seeing the work beyond an individual impact or a limited impact. We really are out here helping people change their lives, helping people um, 
have better lives in some ways through what it is that we offer. And that's true for every single business owner. And it should be true for every single executive or leader. Whatever you are doing, whatever you are working at, it is important that you see the impact of that being positive. It can be humor. It can be business constructive in that way. But whatever it is, whatever you're doing should have a positive impact. And then your job is to make sure it's amplified for the good of people and the glory of God. Amazing. How did you discover your purpose? How did you discover that this is what you were designed to do? Did you have an aha moment or how did this, I know we talked a little bit about why, but how did you discover your purpose? So this is an interesting question. Lots of discussions about purpose. I'll tell you, my core belief is that as believers, we all have the same purpose and that purpose is to do work that glorifies the Lord, right? That is our purpose, to live and work in a way that brings glory to the Lord um, through serving people. And then we can add building wealth that allows us to have and experience abundance and prosperity here on the earth. But the core purpose is the will of the Lord, which is the glory of, of God. So that's my fundamental belief about purpose. So now that I've said that, what I believe is that we have callings and assignments and they can shift throughout our lives and they are based on the gifts and the talents that we have. So as children, there are certain gifts and talents that you think you've always been good at. And I, when I'm in a, a coach, I'm, a, I'm an executive coach too. So when I'm coaching our clients and it's not purely business development, but it's more purpose like creating purpose-driven businesses from a vision and a mission standpoint, our, our focus is on what is our assignment? What are we called to do based on the gifts and the talents that we have and the skills that we've been blessed to develop? And so purpose as a supplement to our core purpose, like I said, the core purpose is the glory of the Lord and, and serving people and building well, so that we can live abundantly and be a blessing to other people here on the earth. Th th that's the thing that's central to all of us. And so then it becomes, how do you maximize and use your gifts and your talents in the areas in which you find yourself and in the areas in which you would like to be? Always focused on how many people can I impact? How many people can I help? How many lives can I help transform? right for the better for the good using what i have right now and using or in ever developing the skills the things that i want to be better at and so that assignment for me could be practicing law in some ways my purpose is what i said it is right that's true for all of us in law the assignment is to do it through my legal career at faith focus flow is through the content that we create and the experiences that we create. That's my assignment in that business. And also in that business is creating opportunities for others to serve people through sharing their curriculum and their business knowledge and know-how and savvy. That's the work we do there. That's the calling, the assignment. 
we talked about Mogul Moxie and amplifying women's voices. There is a, there's an assignment in that business. And for me, a lot of our assignment is creating opportunities for people to be impacted and for service providers to provide their services. We provide platforms. So that's a long answer. I'm a lawyer. Nobody's ever accused me of having short answers, but I hope it answers. I hope it answers your question about a fundamental purpose, which is a purpose of the Lord, and then callings and assignments that then bring that purpose to life in our own unique way. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, I concur and agree. Did you ever feel fear when you were operating or began to build, when you're beginning to start launching the various individual assignments and callings? Absolutely. Um, there ever a time of fear and <laughs> How did you address that? How did you handle that? Absolutely. And I still, when we're doing something new, I have to check myself. I, I tell my friends uh, and, and my coach, I have to get over myself a whole lot. Um, and that is what I what I and others can sometimes be held back by is this, this need for everything to be perfect, right? It is, and you don't want to release it until it's perfect. And so the fear becomes that if it's, not perfect, then either it's going to disappoint someone or there's going to be some criticism about it or it's not good enough in some way. And so what I do and what I I continuously do as a practice of mine is to recenter myself in the impact of what the Lord has given me to do. And it's really getting over myself. It's not about me. The work is not about me there is a standard of excellence that whatever it is that we are doing, um, the product has to be excellent. That's why we have systems. So we can um, make sure that we're giving an excellent product and our follow-up is um, decent and in order, but that's through systems and through standards. Perfection is not in a system and it's not in a standard. And if we look around at other businesses, and I like to give this example, and I have lots of Apple products, and I'm on my, I don't know, I'm probably on my eighth iPhone. I think there's a new iPhone coming out now, like the iPhone 13 at the time of this recording. And so with every up, with every software update and with every new phone, there's an enhancement. And if a company like Apple is able to, to build a devoted following, for a variety of reasons, right, beyond the scope of this call, and still continuously update and upgrade the product, then we can do that too as business owners and and as executives and as leaders. And so the way I get over fear and the way that I teach and help our clients to do it is to have a system and a standard and process so that, that what you deliver is going to be decent, orderly, and with excellence. And then get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about the help, the benefit that what you have to offer and you're holding on to can provide to someone else. Well, that is really rich. That is so rich that you recenter or I would say refocus <laughs> because many times when we lose focus, that's when we get distracted and get distracted. Right. cause us to be deceived and we get a, that's a whole nother ball game, but we want to stay focused on uh, the assignment, focus that's on the it. That's so and, great. That is and so the great. impact, right, Dr. Renee? Focus on the end. This is not about you. You do not yeah. have your gift for yourself. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so powerful. Now, you said uh, in your bio that you consider yourself a kaleidoscope of all things 
<laughs> I have an interesting kind of background. I grew up in the rural South. And so that is the beginning of my upbringing. Basically, my grandparents were farmers on one side, sharecroppers on the other side. And my dad's parents, we lived on, we grew up on the farm land. My parents were educators, a principal and ag director, and they together have, I don't know, 70 years of educational experience. But I grew up in the rural South. I went to college, Hampton University. I loved Hampton. I had a wonderful experience. Hampton, Virginia is a small town. I went to law school in New York City. You cannot get much bigger than New York, and you can't have a bigger change than my little town, Hemingway, South Carolina, and living in Manhattan. And so when I think about just the experiences from that journey, I moved to New York. I was 21. I just graduated from college. And I loved my time in law school. I went to Columbia Law School. I had a fantastic experience. It's everything I wanted law school to be. Learned a lot. Connected with amazing people, professors and fellow students. And I got to do a lot of work in Harlem with small businesses. So I've always had a love for small businesses. I worked in our nonprofit and small business clinic at the law school. And so got to do that work. And then I think about just my legal career from big law to government, to starting a business, to working with all types of business owners all over the world, to the way, I mean, technology is, and I don't want to get off on this because I can't, technology is amazing and a lot, and it allows us to do work in a way that is just mind-blowing if you really think about it. And so I have a business where our operations manager lives in another country and my primary assistant administrator My administrator lives in the U.S., but our operations manager lives in the Philippines. We have other contractors who work with us in India and Ghana. We have groups that are in Ghana. So the ability to work with all of these folks and to live in different environments helps to shape how I view the world. And also my background in growing up with very religious grandparents on both sides I grew up in church, and so I got to see my life shaped with a foundation in faith, but a foundation that ha- of, in faith that has evolved as I have grown and learned more things and had more exposure to people, like at Columbia Law School, where they were really from all over the world, literally students all over the world gather in New York City to learn and study the law and to we were right next door to the School of International Affairs, SEPA. So those students, they were amazing, right? The business students, all of those experiences, the composite of them make up who I am, how I see the world and the type of the types of content that we create to help our clients see the world and the possibility for impact in a very large way. That is so amazing. That is so amazing. Again, that's rich because many people don't get to experience that. They don't get to see, you know, as you said, the composite of the the diversity that you have to experience. And so that diversity has been able, from what you're saying, shaped how you see the world, how you view the world, your perception, which is what drives your behavior and all those wonderful things. That is so, it is just so amazing. When I'm looking at your bio, you talk about economic empowerment and wanting to prioritize equipping entrepreneurs, business leaders 
to help them navigate the digital striatosphere successfully. How do, is this, do you have a, a certain spectrum that you look at as it relates to women? Is there a different balance as it relates to women versus male counterparts? I don't know that I have a different balance. Here's what I want women to know. And, and maybe this is a way that I can answer that question that is authentic to how we work at Faith Focus Flow and also Mogul Moxie. What I want women to know and what I want groups to know who are collaborative by nature, by design, by way of being, and are natural givers, we all are, women in particular can be natural givers. I want us to think about using the digital space as a way to serve, in a way to serve that allows us to one, give away some of what we have, share it freely so that all can benefit from it, but then also monetize what we know so that we can profit from it and generations can profit from it. And other people who take in that information and they are exchanging the value of currency for the value of knowledge can appreciate and use it at different levels. It's important for people to do that, especially women, especially groups that don't typically um, think about using technology to monetize what they know, but doing that in a way where they also give away and they share a lot of what they know, but by design and with intention so that they're not overwhelmed. We talked about balance a little while before, right? So if you are intentional about what you share for free, like Clubhouse, this is a beautiful platform. Anyone who wants to come into this room can listen. They can soak in the knowledge. Lots of business owners have um, social media accounts, right? So if you use your social media account in a very intentional way, it's where you can in- inform people, empower people, inspire people. If you have a newsletter or a podcast, right? These are ways that you can give away information so that you are being of service to the community at large. And then we have to be women, women and, and, and all folks have to be intentional about intellectual property, So that's one of the areas of law that I practice in, in creating intellectual property, protecting our intellectual property, licensing our intellectual property and and leveraging the power of technology to do that so that we are building a strong economic basis for our lives. And so it's important to have a balance of doing both. And that's what I would love for women to really think about and plan out so that we satisfy our desire in our, the way that we were made and created to be nurturers and to be givers with creating um, revenue streams that allow us to live a life um, that is abundant with prosperity, not only in our health and in our relationships, which is important, but also in our financial life. That is really so clear. You said that you came from very strong spiritual backgrounds on both sides. Yes. How did you break away from that mindset of monetizing your intellectual property or your gift or your talents? Was there a struggle or was there a challenge? No, there wasn't. No. Oh, go ahead. I'll I'll wait till you finish. No, I was just saying, was there a struggle or a challenge with that? Many people that come from church backgrounds, a lot of times when they start monetizing their gifts and talents, 
sometimes it's a struggle or a challenge with their backgrounds. And so that was how did how did you navigate through that or did you have to? So fortunately for me, I haven't had, I did not have to do that. And it's because really of the balance that we talked about. And it's having, it's really being connected to analogies and examples in the Bible of being able to be compensated for your work, but not, but also giving some away, right? About leaving the edges of the field for others, right? Widowers and, 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 and other folks to be able to get to share from your work as well. And so I would say that what I've always grown up with and what I'm lucky of, I'm fortunate or blessed to have had that foundation that it is important for us to give some away. So as an attorney, pro bono work has always been a part of my legal practice. Growing up, volunteerism has always been a big part of my life. I was, I grew up in the AME church. And so we had the young people's department. We called ourselves YPDers. And so through the YPDers, we always had community events that we were a part of. And I was a Girl Scout. So in my life as a Girl Scout, there were things that I did that were community central. And so a part of creating a business or practicing law or doing work that allowed me to build a strong financial basis for myself and teach others to do the same, community service, community impact has always been a part of the mix. And so I think that it's important for us to talk about having a holistic approach to business and a holistic approach to work where we are intentional about what we give away, what we share, how we pour into the community, how we allow those who are not yet at a position where they can pay for access to things that we have to have access at the level. And I shared a few ways, right? Through newsletters, podcasts, clubhouse, there are all types of ways that we can share information, valuable information, not throwaway information, valuable information that helps people get to the next level. And then that way we can really um, not feel guilt or anything about then providing access and as a value for value exchange for other parts of the gifts and talents that we've been that we've been um, gifted to have. And there are examples all throughout the Bible that talk about people paying for in exchange for value. Right there, are, there are examples of that that we can base how we do. Excuse me, base how we do things on. Oh, I love the example of leaving around the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's some insight that a lot of times people don't don't look at. That right, don't leap into the whole right. Don't, don't don't like you leave, and but that makes you feel good, Renee. And so it's, it's biblically sound. It's biblically it sound. Absolutely, absolutely, and we see that line throughout Scripture. We shared one time, he that had much brought his, he that had little brought his, so that there was no lack among them, so that we are to balance, that we are to be uh, a blessing. Abraham was blessed to be a blessing, not just blessed to be for he was a vehicle and a vessel to pour out, he poured out. And that's just so powerful and so impactful. That's right. Uh, remember that, you know, that because we're designed on purpose, doesn't mean we get to just gloat in that and go about our business, but we have responsibility and accountability. That's right. To be responsible with what we have and who we are as people, as women, as men, 
the last thing I wanted to just share as a woman by design, what advice would you give to our listeners to discover their unique, we talked about corporate, but also, or, or core, their unique purpose and how to walk and live it out in their own lives, their own ministry or their own assignment. You know, I would, I, what I will, I'll tell our listeners today to pay attention to those things that make your heart sing. Pay attention to those things that you enjoy doing, right? The things that you love to do. And then think about how can you do those things in a way that not only brings you personal enjoyment and satisfaction, but is helpful to someone else. And look at ways to do that regardless of where you find yourself, the environment that you find yourself in, work, play, relaxation. Think about how you can incorporate that which makes you happy into your life. And you will find yourself, right, walking out the purpose of your life, right, bringing glory to the Lord in a way that serves people and serves your own heart's desires. Really, if you enjoy no one ever told me that I, I did not enjoy talking. I like talking to people. And so what I do, talk about living out purpose in little ways. If you were to encounter me just randomly in the grocery store or on the street, I always find a way to compliment someone. And it's true. I see if I see someone, I love their dress. I'll say that, hey, sis, I love that dress. Or, hey, someone, whatever it is, I enjoy engaging with people. And so that becomes a part of how I show up in the world. I make friends with the cashiers, everyone. I make friends with folks around me because that's how I show up in the world. And the impact of that, I've been told, is that it might be the first smile that someone had that day or that particular moment was not a great moment. And here's this random kooky stranger who's all happy, who's like speaking and, and talking about the weather the change from summer to fall and so it gives them a break from what they're thinking about and allows them to have a little bit of the joy that I am feeling and then hopefully that transfers so now that was just a quick example of how I show up in the world so I would have other people think about how you show up in the world and how can you do more of that regardless of where you are and then you will find opportunities to do more of it that is excellent so excellent Miss TC, yeah. I'm sorry. I thank you so much for just gracing us and enriching us with your wisdom and, and so much enrichment. And so we just thank you for sharing your story because, again, we believe that sharing your story changes your story. And your story is enriching and changing the lives of those of us uh, that are blessed to be in the room. How can you be reached? How can people reach you? So the best way to reach me is at our website, faithfocusflow.com. And you can find us on all social networks on YouTube. We really are focusing on building up our YouTube presence on Instagram, on Facebook. We're on TikTok now. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <I'm> like... <laughs> So wherever, uh, and, and we're Faith Focus Flow, 
we're faith focused flow everywhere so feel free to reach out um follow us i hope you enjoy the content engage with what we share send messages let us know if there's more of something you would like to see that we can help you in deep deeper ways sign up for our newsletter my right a newsletter that goes out several times a week bible-based business lessons so that's where you can find us and then i want to tell you dr renee thank you so much for the invitation it has been such a joy chatting with you and you said it was just going to be a chat we did not have pre-planned questions and so it's been fun to just flow in this conversation with you i love your flow i love (laughs) when i read that i love your faith what is it faith family flow Faith flow. Yeah. Faith focus flow is a powerful slogan, a powerful way to live, and a powerful thing that resonates through our life that we should have a belief system and that we should be focused on that belief system, believe in what we believe, and we should flow in the thing that we believe. And so faith without works is empty, is dead. And so I love that concept. Some of the things I've been seeing. And so I just thank you so much for gracing us and I know that some of our listeners have questions and we're going to invite people up to the stage but I just wanted to thank you so much TC I hope it's okay to call you TC absolutely (laughs) folks call me TC so that works thank you so much for being our amazing guest on woman by design podcast and we are grateful to our listeners and so if you enjoyed this podcast, we would invite you to share and listen to also our colleagues podcast on richwoman.co forward slash podcast and follow us in Clubhouse at Rich Woman Magazine and join me, join us daily as we experience being enriched in Rich Woman Magazine house. Thank you so much. We just want to invite those that are going to share Woman by Design, the Rich Podcast by Rich Woman Magazine with me, your host, Dr. Renee Allison, Lifestyle Editor. This episode is sponsored by MTN Press. MTN Press is the publishing house behind niche publications like Rich Woman, Sovereign, and the Quantum of Light magazines, all British brands with a global reach. They deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers, the CEOs, presidents, CFOs, consultants, investors, influencers, bankers, PR agencies, heads of global operation, to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools, and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine, or thinking to start one, their expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed. Check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or follow the link in the episode description.